0: Jack LaLanne once said, exercise is king, nutrition is queen. Put them together, and you've got a kingdom. Get ready to have it all. This is the All for One podcast. You're about to get honest, accurate information about training and nutrition to not only achieve your goals, but to go beyond. Go beyond. Everything you need to make it to the kingdom this is the all for one podcast and now your host personal trainer and nutrition coach aaron armstrong
1: Alrighty, happy Friday everyone. Welcome back to today's podcast. My name is Aaron Armstrong. I'm a fitness trainer here in Australia, hoping to give you guys accurate information to help you with the training and nutrition to help you overcome your any sort of barriers that you may have getting into it. Today's episode is going to be a q and I did one on Tuesday as well, but like I said in the earlier episode, if you haven't checked out, you definitely should. Uh, I've been getting so many questions, so I'm just going to be smashing through those ones today as best as I can, uh, which are going to be the following. How to enjoy a exercise more how time off doesn't mean you've lost everything in terms of your gains Uh, can you train with a hernia Uh, arm building exercises and my favorite question of today is sumo cheating These are going to be some fun questions because I'm super passionate and I love giving advice on some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into that, what has been happening? Let's see. Uh, I've been reading some more books called One Minute Manager. It's a very short book if you are someone who just wants to learn how to manage better or even just like interact with people better. This is a great book. It's only 140 pages, very small, but I'm yeah, I've read halfway and I've only read it for like a day. I'm, I'm a slow reader. Come on. if I, I know. I know. I know. If you guys were reading it, you could have finished a 130-page book in a day. Yes, I, I'm slow. Leave me alone. I get it. I'm not as I'm not as quick as you guys. But yeah, so like just reading that has been really, really cool. I've just been getting into prep for getting into powerlifting, which has been very, very good. This week is just, again, a lot of volume with a little bit of overload. I benched yesterday, which was 92.5 for eight sets of five, which was fucking insane. But it felt really, really good. I was very surprised at how well it moved. And I'm going to be going to my first personal training session ever today. Me? Getting personally trained? Yeah, so my strength coach, uh, his name is James. He's going to be training me today. I just wanted to do a couple sessions with him just to double check all my, my technique and see if there's anything else I need to be cued into for my squat bench and deadlift. So I'm seeing him today at 1, uh, which that would be really fun. I'm super excited. And um, yeah, I'm very... It's very funny. It's it's my first personal training session I've ever gone to. I know before I became a trainer, I'd never done personal training before. That's why when I first started, I had absolutely zero idea on where to start because i hadn't even gone through the service myself but it's gonna be fun and i'm definitely i definitely know what the service should be like now because i've been doing it for over a year and there is my voice crack love that i'm gonna leave you in just so you guys can laugh at me later um but anyway let's get straight into it hope you guys enjoy the episode so coming in with our first question here it is how to enjoy exercises more this is a very common question that i get from my clients is how to enjoy exercise more and it all depends on like the ins and outs, right? Like the, the nitty gritty details. So what do you like to train? What do you not like to train? Why do you not like to train things? What's your goal, etc. Probably the easiest way to get into liking training is to be very specific with what sort of goal that you are trying to achieve uh, as well as being realistic with it as well. Uh, sometimes people come in with over with extra high expectations, with things that we're possibly not able to meet for their genetic potential, or maybe they've just set a unrealistic time period of when that can be achieved by. So I really like to be specific and ask what exactly is the goal or task? And when exactly does the goal or task need to be accomplished by? Uh, And then it makes it a lot more easier to motivate people and kind of show them that it's way more attainable and and than they thought it was. Uh, and then the last thing is going to be, yeah, how can we track it as well? Because as we go through this sort of exercise goal, we want to make sure that it is trackable so we can show them progress so they enjoy that training even more. Uh, but the keeping it simple today, the best ways I get people to enjoy exercise is to put them on things that they like to do and keep them off things that they don't like to do if it's just an exercise that they don't enjoy for no particular reason other than they just hate the exercise um you shouldn't be forced to train and do exercises that you do not like to do like there is optimal exercises and all that sort of thing to get you where you need to be but if you are unable to be consistent with these really optimal exercises then there's you're better off doing a a very similar exercise that is still going to get you there after doing it for x amount of times or x amount of reps or whatever um so yeah just planning if someone comes in and says i hate the assault bike I don't want to do it. I'll be like, oh, okay. Do you like really hate it? Like, do you not want me to program it in? They'll, you Half most of the time, more than half the time, they'll be like, oh no, it it sucks, but it's fine. You just do what you think is best. Like in that case, I'll just program it in. But if someone is like, oh my God, please, can we not do this? I absolutely hate doing X, Y, and Z. I'd be like, oh, sure thing. We'll do these other variations instead. Does that sound cool? Yes, yes, awesome. So yeah, just setting it out like that, just to make sure that people do enjoy the work, the exercises that they are doing to make them enjoy the exercise overall. Uh, it's gonna be one step in making sure people enjoy enjoy it a lot more the next thing as well is just making it a really fun session i'm speaking in reference with the trainer like i always try and have a good time get in some funny uh, discourse with some of my clients and just make sure they're having the best day and if they're not hopefully cheer them up and make them leave feeling a little bit better than when they walked in this is always a really good thing to do because it shows your clients that also you care as well as you just want them to really enjoy what they're doing and they will stay with you for a long time if you deliver this sort of service so I hope those two things gave you a better insight onto how to make exercise more enjoyable. One other thing people don't enjoy exercises is because they don't know how to do, how to do them. So if, if you are struggling with an exercise, DM me, send me a message, give me a call and let's do something about it and let's get you back on track. Sounds good? Awesome. Moving on to the next question is going to be how time off doesn't mean you've lost everything. This is a very common question, especially around COVID time is um, people who have gotten COVID and been sick for like a week or even three or four weeks, they get really discouraged uh, because they feel like all the progress that they made over the last few months has been gone to waste. And this is absolutely not true at all. Um, But by the way, like there's going to be ups and downs in life. You may not be able to get in due to X, Y, and Z. And sometimes you fall off. The important thing is that you just keep getting back into it and keep striving towards the goal because the really cool thing, and I call it like a rubber band effect uh, from training is even if you've taken that time off to get from where however far back you feel you are to where you were before is going to take a significantly less time than if you had never been at that peak Spot before, if that kind of makes sense. So, what does this mean? It just means like after you get back, I know COVID hit me really hard with everything and um it put me out and made me feel weak as fuck for a couple of months, but I've been feeling almost stronger than I've been feeling stronger than ever on pretty much everything except squats, um, but that's just because of my knees. That's not because of covid or anything like that but it just takes about a few months to get back into it and then you'll be back to where you started. back sorry back to where you left off in absolutely no time three or four months man that's not, not a long time you guys need to start um <laughs> stretching out your timeline for your goal a little bit further because four months is not a long time at all it, they should be yearly goals um uh, like the duration that you set to achieve them by it, if that makes sense but yeah like i said like people bounce back really quick like i had a guy who well he's injured himself a tons of times. He's actually injured himself again. That's why I'm putting this next question in there for him. But um yeah, he had some time off and he was weaker. And then we got him we got him back onto the uh, dumbbells that he'd not used for like ten plus years, which was, I think they're like 42s or something. He hadn't used them for like a, a ten year period, which is insane. He was like, whoa, what the And I was like, yeah, dude, all it takes is just good programming, just consistency, keep showing up, keep doing the work, and you'll get back to where you were, if not better, in no time at all. Like, Give it a little bit more context, this is over the course of a good four or five months. But if you haven't been able to lift weights in 10 years, four or five months (laughs) isn't a long time at all, right? Right. Is it raining outside? I think it might be raining outside. But anyway. The next question is going to be, can you train with a hernia? So this is just like basically what a hernia is. It is when like a piece of your, your organ kind of pushes through your abdominal muscles and, and kind of peaks out a little bit and, or, and it can be due to accidents. It can be from a lot of pressure in one place that has just pushed it through. Uh, one of my buddies actually got this while doing leg press one time. Um, but it, it, depending on the severity of it, it can be just fine, like it coming through a little bit may have little to no impact on you at all or you may need surgery to trim that out and pray that it doesn't happen again because yeah it's not a fun feeling apparently it just feels like constant tension and a little pain in, in one specific area but you can absolutely train through this uh, like it just depends on like what your goal is like if you were doing if you got it doing something stupid and you feel weak and you feel more restricted maybe you want to stay uh, away from exercises that upset it for a little while but you definitely do not want to stay away from them forever so you want to try and figure out why it happened where you're not bracing properly where you're setting the weight too high where you're not controlling the weight there's a bunch of different things that you need to go through to establish why this sort of happened in the first place and then just be super patient and super in it for the long run uh, and you will be most likely fine i can't say definitely fine because there's no such no such thing as there's nothing as promised except death. So you shouldn't make promise like that. <laughs> but um, if this is you and you have been a little bit nervous getting back into training, I would just recommend doing about 40% of the volume in the way that you were doing initially and just test the waters and then gradually build yourself up and see how you go. You definitely don't wanna be pushing any maxes or anything anytime soon. That could trigger it to develop even further or cause even further irritation. But just taking your time, getting back into it, you should be able to rebuild yourself up in not too long of a time at all. And just do exercises that have a lot more support. Maybe use some of the machines or use the exercises that you are way more stable in, which will require the least amount of stability, which will reduce the risk of that sort of thing popping up again. But that is kind of the best you can do. Most people bounce back to, from this sort of thing very, very well. Uh, like I said, my body's had one that poked through it thought he needed surgery, he didn't, and he's been able to, like, squat and deadlift fine. Now, his consistency with the gym is another thing, but we'll go... <laughs> I'm not gonna roast you on here, man, because you're, you're you're the whole reason why I got into personal training and training in the first place, so I can't say shit to you. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Um, uh, But moving on to the next one, the last... Our second last question is gonna be, arm building exercises. I get this all the time. People are like, oh, I do curls 100 times a day and I still don't grow. Well, it's like... Well, for the biceps that don't grow, right? But they're trying to build their overall arm. Obviously, a triceps is three-fourths of your entire arm. So make, if you want to look bigger arms, you want to train those fucking triceps. How can you do this? Bench press, push-ups. These bigger compound movements are going to be way more effective initially to get those uh, triceps pumping because the amount of load you'll be able to push in a chest press or a close grip bench press is going to be significantly higher than you will in a skull crush or any sort of push down in the beginning. And then as you progress and you train that movement on that bench for X amount of time, then you can progress into other different variations, which will offer new adaptations towards that muscle as well. Uh, and then on the the other side of the muscle, we just talked about trials. let's talk about biceps. Uh, you can do anything from pull-ups, rows, um, things that are compound movements that will, again, load up very quickly, a bent over row, um, pull ups with weight and, uh, like, look at any any gymnast anywhere. Their arms are fucking built because they are built different, massive peaking biceps. Um, uh, but just be patient as well. Try and hit the frequency of hitting your arms at least two or three times a week for the optimal, uh, frequency to grow them. Cause I know they can be a little bit more stubborn than other muscle groups just because they are a bit smaller, especially yours. Just kidding. Um, but <laughs> just making sure that you're hitting them frequently is gonna allow you the best chance at growing those bad boys. I hope that sort of helps you out. Uh, send me a message if anything is unsure there. So this last one, is for all you motherfuckers out there. So is sumo cheating? Very simple answer, no. Why is it not cheating? Well, like people have, everyone is built differently, right? Now there is the argument, oh, sumo is less range of motion, therefore it is easier to move X amount of weight. And I don't really, believe this to be the case at all for this reason here. So in order to set up for sumo, you need to have extremely great hip mobility, right? Otherwise you are gonna plateau at a weight that you're not gonna be able to load properly and you'll just end up getting a bulge disc in your lower back or fucking yourself up one way or another. Uh, and so it is, there are requirements in order for you to do sumo properly. Fortunately for me, I have very flexible and mobile hips that I'm actually able to get into a really good position and perform very, very well going through this type of movement. Now, my PR for this lift is 200 kilos and my max on my deadlift is only 10 kilos lighter. You fucks. It's only 190 kilos which is still super impressive. I'm very happy with both of those lists, but for me personally, the way that I'm built and the way that I can set up and if what I've found to be the most comfortable is sumo. Like there's some things that you just get in position for and it just feels way better straight away. Like I remember the first month of me doing sumo, It just like the second I got into the position, I just felt... Way better. It just felt way tighter. I felt like I could drive better. I felt way more stable. And in the in a month, I took my deadlift from 170 to 200 j- just from doing sumo, which brought up my conventional deadlift as well. Doing sumo is going to make your conventional stronger. Doing conventional is going to make your sumo stronger. It's really fucking cool how that works, uh, because obviously the different bracing tactics that you learn from each will kind of carry over a little bit into e- each of those lifts there. So is it cheating? No, it is not. If you if you are someone who says it's cheating. Why don't you set your max on your conventional and then go try out sumo and tell me what you, what you think and how, and how well that goes? Because if it feels really uncomfortable and you can't set yourself up properly, then maybe sumo just isn't for you. But if conventional is for you, you're going to do just as well as someone on sumo who feels like sumo is just as good for them. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone is built differently. Some people will be set into one better than the other, Uh, but you should really just go with what is most comfortable for you and what, what is most relevant towards your goal. But I hope that kind of answers that question, because if you think sumo is cheating, uh, I will outlift you on a deadlift. Okay, assuming you are... (laughs) Assuming, you know, it depends who I'm talking to. Like, if you're someone who's actually insane and you're fucking awesome, you do powerlifting. And then, look, I, I take that back. I humbly apologize. I'm coming for you, though, because I'm doing powerlifting training now, which is really cool. So throw that shade while you can, but I'm going to be back soon to be smashing all my old PRs in the next six months easily. But that wraps us up for today's podcast. I hope everyone has enjoyed the session today. If you have any questions for me, you know where to find me at awful1pt. Let me know what you guys thought of the episode, share and like, and yeah, I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday
0: been listening to the all for one podcast it's Aaron's passion to give you honest accurate information when it comes to training and nutrition we want you to achieve your goals we hope you've enjoyed the show make sure to like rate and review it we'll be back soon but in the meantime hook up with us on instagram at all for one underscore pt for questions comments or suggestions send an email to all for one pt at gmail.com and find us on Facebook Facebook at all for one PT will leave you with a quote from Gabe Grunwald. It's okay to struggle, but it's not okay to give up on yourself or your dreams.